0: you actually have a lot of expertise that could be super valuable to other people. So what are the things that you find yourself talking about all the time that it's a topic that you know really well? Start there.
1: You're listening to The Life & Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hello, hello, everyone. Annie Dickerson here together with Julie Lamb. Julie, how are you today? I am doing
2: fantastic. I've been... Thinking a lot about our upcoming Tony Robbins UPW event that we're going to be going to here in a little over a month or so. And I mentioned it to my husband. He's like, Oh, it's that time of year again. And I'm like, I guess it <laughs> is. I guess it is that Tony time of the year, right? We went to UPW, what, in person? And what was it, 2019, yeah. I think, around this time in LA. Yep. And then mm-hmm. we went last year during COVID, did it virtually with the team. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing it again this year for the I guess what, what year are we in? I guess we would have skipped a year, 2019, yeah, right. 2021, 20, 22. Yeah. We did it last year. I don't think we did it in 2020. Right. Right. Because there yeah. was nothing, because everything was right. shut down. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, just thinking about how every time I go, I always learn something new or hear something that I didn't hear the last time, because if anyone has ever been to UPW, you, you know that these events go from seven in the morning to like midnight for like three full days or something, four full days. And it's crazy. It's super intense. And so every year we go, there's always something new that I take away. And we we're just talking right before this about spirituality and the universe and the power of believing. Even Tony talks about that and his success cycle. And so it's just interesting. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to what Tony has to say for crazy times that we're living in right now
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. and for all of our listeners who may be new to the world of Tony Robbins, uh You are in for a treat. We highly, highly recommend. You've probably heard Julie and I talking about Tony quite a bit on this podcast, but the event we're talking about coming up here shortly is UPW, Unleash the Power Within, which we talk about a little bit in this episode as well, how mindset is just such a big part of everything. Mindset, the story you tell yourself, the state that you're in, how all of it ties together. and If you can become aware of that and take some ownership and control of that, you really have the power to change your outcome, change your future. And so if you are new to Tony Robbins, I don't want to advertise (laughs) Tony, but we're just such raving fans, right? So if any listeners, if you haven't been to a Tony Robbins event, join us for the upcoming Unleash the Power Within. We'll be there virtually and you don't have to even leave the comfort of your living room. Oh my gosh, this is turning into commercial. Anyway, come join. (laughs) us. You're going to love it. We love it. Every time we go back, we get something new. But anyway, that ties in really nicely, actually, to... Our conversation today with Shannon Granger. If her last name sounds familiar, that's because we had her husband, Mark Granger, on the podcast not long ago, episode 90. And Shannon and her husband are the founders of Big Impact HQ, where they really empower women in particular to become more powerful leaders and to become financially free so that they can really change the world. And in this episode, we cover so many different things. We cover public speaking and leadership and taking initiative and thinking outside the box. And there was a point when she started talking about the fear of public speaking, and we talked about some of the tips that she had for people who are really nervous about getting on stage. And it's funny because she just naturally assumed, right, that, oh, because you and I are both (laughs) hosting this podcast, we must be both natural speakers. And Uh some of the listeners may know, I guess I'm more of a ham, even though I'm a total introvert. (laughs) I appreciate being on stage. And I used to be a teacher. And Julie, well, you tell the listeners a little bit about your journey with public speaking.
2: Yeah, I mean, Well, it's so funny because when we met, Annie, you were like, you know, self-proclaimed, I'm a ham. That's what you had said. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great because if we partner up, you can be the one to go on stage because I am the total opposite. I cannot stand being in front of the camera. I still remember I told you this story. My mom had me audition for a Pepsi commercial when I was like three and I'm not still even at three was like they wanted me to say a line and I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to play over here. In the corner <laughs> with the sand Because it was like on a set or whatever And it's just not who I am Speaking in front of large crowds isn't who I am But it was so interesting to For somebody who teaches speaking For what they do for a living it was so fun to be able to pick her brain Because on some level No matter who you are or what you do for work Likely have a sense of discomfort Could be And maybe there's others more like Annie But I would say there's a greater number of people That are like me Where you have some form of discomfort It just matters. It could be five people for some people. It could be two people for some people. It could be the threshold could be like 50 people, right? But we talked about all these different tips and ways to get over the fear of public speaking. And so it's just really interesting because lots of the tips that she talks about are things that I use over the last four or five years to get over my fear of public speaking. And I think the one that I resonated with the most, what she said was to just be yourself. And I know, I know all you, Thank you public speaking, people who are afraid of doing it are like, I want to be by myself, but I can't because I'm so afraid. And I totally understand. But the more you just accept the fact that even if with all the screw ups and not being perfect and all of that kind of stuff is actually the path, the path to being free to not be afraid anymore. So anyway, we talked about all kinds of mindset stuff too. It was almost like a big Tony Robbins advertisement because we <laughs> talked about state and mindset and all kinds of stuff you talk about at Tony's events, but it was such a great episode.
1: And just to be clear, I am a ham, but I still get nervous <laughs> too. When I get up on stage, it's not like my hands don't get clammy and I'm not like stuttering over my words. I still do. But I think Shannon talks about connection in this conversation. And I push through because I know that connection is on the other side. And for all of our listeners, I challenge you, if you have a fear of public speaking, listen intently to this episode and the tips that Shannon gives, because if you're able to push through and get to the other side, there are limitless opportunities for you on the other side through the connection you'll be able to make, through the impact that you'll be able to have have through all of it. And so before we dive into the episode, the last thing I want to mention is if you are looking to make an impact, perhaps through your business or through real estate investing, especially if you're new to real estate investing, a great place to start is to grab a copy of our book. It's called Investing for Good. And we have a copy for all of you. Just go to goodegginvestmentscom book, and we'll send you your free copy. All right. With that, let's go ahead and dive into our episode with Shannon Granger.
0: Shannon, welcome to the show. How are you? Great, hey, awesome. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for having me.
1: This is going to be fun. Of course. Now, Shannon, we had a fantastic conversation with your husband, Mark, on the podcast a while back. For all of our listeners, be sure to go back to episode 90 for that conversation. But today, Shannon, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to get to talk to you about all the incredible work that you're doing to empower women financially and helping them to increase their productivity and become more effective leaders. Now, I want to start by digging into maybe your own leadership and what has led you down this path. Now, I know that in order to really effectively support others in becoming powerful leaders, you need strong leadership skills and an understanding of what goes into leadership yourself. So I want to start by asking, I'm always curious about this. Have you always been just a natural leader yourself or how did you come to develop a passion for women and leadership?
0: I love that. Yeah. So I work with women experts and women speakers. And with my husband, Mark, we help teach them how to speak, lead, and scale their businesses. And yeah, I actually have sort of always been a natural leader. I've always been very entrepreneurial mindset. I mean, I was the girl in the neighborhood that was knocking on your door, selling Girl Scout cookies. And I had jewelry businesses and lemonade stands and yard sales. And in fact, we lived in the country. I grew up in Pennsylvania and we lived in the country. And I remember counting the houses in my small little neighborhood. And I'm like, there's not enough houses in the neighborhood to get to my goal of how many cookies I need to sell. Oh my gosh. You're a natural <laughs> business owner. I <laughs> so I literally at nine recruited my parents who were both teachers. I recruited them and I basically created a little sales team. And I'm like, you're going to take these to the teacher's room and you're going to sell a bunch of cookies for me.
1: <laughs> oh so things never change. Yeah. <laughs> So you started real early. So Girl Scout, oh my gosh, it sounds like a lot of diverse ideas too. So did it come from like just opportunities that came your way or did you seek out maybe pain points that others were having and created these opportunities?
0: Yeah. Well, my dad was really entrepreneurial. He was really into personal development. He was a teacher and a coach and I grew up playing tennis. He was my tennis coach. So at eight, he had me reading goal cards and visualizing. And he was the teacher and the coach that created this whole program called New Challenges. And he would take like at-risk kids under his wing and they'd be doing goal setting, visualizing, NLP, all these out-of-the-box strategies. And he turned them into all-star athletes and he'd take them down to New York City and they were walking on fire with Tony Robbins. (laughs) Wow. That was my dad, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I kind of grew up in this whole arena of personal development and from a very early age it was you can do and be and have anything you want. You just have to decide what it is that you want and how important it is to think outside the box and to really go for your dreams. And I'm really grateful for that foundation, especially as a girl, especially as a woman, the message was not find a man and rely on him. Like It was really kind of this self-empowering message that both my parents gave me.
1: Awesome foundation that they laid. Oh my goodness. And so from an early age through that experience, did you notice that maybe your peers were on a different path or they thought differently? Did you see that? Oh, you're looking down the path and you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to go down a different path than everybody else.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think when you excel at sports or music or anything, right, like I was winning tournaments and in the paper and trophies, and I was like the tennis star. And so that path of being an athlete really shaped me as well, because you have to learn how to practice and set goals and be consistent. And a lot of those principles really come in handy into entrepreneurship. Because you have to get resourceful and it's a mental game a lot of times. So whether you're looking for real estate deals or you're interacting with people or you're being a connector or you're leading all of these skills of connecting with other humans, because it's a connection game. Real estate's a connection game. Business is a connection game. Mm -hmm. And so from
1: an early age, you have this mindset drilled into you, right? Like you can be anything, you can do anything. And you started all these sort of different ventures and you're trying out different things. You have the world at your fingertips. So tell us, with all those opportunities, what did you ultimately decide? So your dad said, you can choose anything. And in some ways, it's empowering, right? But in some ways, that's daunting if you're like, oh my gosh, I have all these potential opportunities. So how did you then come to
0: choose your path? Well, let's see. So from that point, I thought I was going to be a psychologist, actually. So I majored in psychology and I thought I'd be getting my PhD in clinical psych. And I remember, you know, when I was in high school, another little business was babysitting and pet sitting and stuff. And one of the families, he was a clinical psychologist. And I remember thinking, hmm, that would be really cool. So at about 14, my parents went through a really tough divorce. It split up our entire family. It was really tough. My brother was eight at the time. I lived with my dad. My brother lived with my mom. And it really was hard on all of us. And so I thought, wow, if I could be the type of person that could help a family or help a kid through something like this, that would be really incredible. It would be a really great way of giving back. And so I kind of went down that trajectory of psychology and working on my master's degree and everything. And then fast forward, I'm in my master's degree in my 20s, and I'm actually at a Tony Robbins seminar. (laughs) Talk oh, back to Tony. I don't know if your your listeners uh, follow him or Oh, not, yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. Great. Annie and, awesome. and I are <laughs> huge, <laughs> huge. fan.
2: Tony Robbins is. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> what event was it? Was it UPW? UPW. <laughs> or-
0: Unleash the Power Within. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Are, you, yep. are you both firewalkers? You, oh,
2: well, yeah. Annie is, Annie <laughs> yeah, is. I was oh, really? too chicken
0: yeah. to do it, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's but yeah, it's no, funny. The first time day. I did it, it was fantastic, but I did like burn myself, but I got like a little teeny tiny blister. And then Mark and I, my husband and I went back, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something. And the second time I, I did chicken out.
1: I sat, sat next to a part. guy. The yeah. second day I went through, it. thankfully, I didn't get any blisters, but I sat next to a guy. He must not have done the whole cool moss thing because yeah. he said his entire foot was like, both feet had blisters. Really? Like I'm like, yeah. oh,
0: yeah. oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in a Tony Robbins event, UPW, Unleash the Power Within. I'm, I don't know, 22 maybe. And Tony's whole thing is live with passion, right? And with everything that my family had been through high school, I actually developed an eating disorder. Mm. So through that healing and working with a therapist and then learning about holistic nutrition, and that really became a big passion of mine. Mm. And so when Tony's like, live with passion, I was like, what am I passionate about? And the thing that I wouldn't stop talking about at the time was holistic nutrition and all these things that I had learned. And so that actually prompted me to open a detox spa. This was in Northern California Mm -hmm. at the time. It was the largest Mm -hmm. detox, like cleansing, holistic nutrition kind of day spa of its kind in Northern California. And I grew that to close of a half a million dollar practice. And I was 23, 24 Yeah. So it was a really great experience. And then how I sort of stumbled into speaking was here. I'm a lover of personal development. I'm going to all these events and seminars and walking on fire and doing landmark and all of this. Like it really was my life. I just really loved it. But with my spa, I started speaking to get clients Mm -hmm. and I'd go to women's groups or the local rotary or a chamber event and I'd have a little talk and I'd get a flood of clients all at once And I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Honestly, I thought, well, it's fun. It's easy. It's effective. I like it. And it works. (laughs) 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 And then meanwhile, my other entrepreneur friends are spinning their wheels with funnels and online stuff and social and all of these different strategies. And they're pulling their hair out just to get a client or two. And I'm like, well, why aren't you speaking? So they started asking me, well, how do I start speaking? And what are the keys to making sure I convert my talk and everything? And so then I started teaching a bit on that. And that grew to developing a whole system around it. Our signature Speak Your Path to Cash system has now to date generated close to $71 million for our clients using this wow. Very simple speaker path to cash system. So it's interesting how things sort of just unfold as you go. And I believe the universe is always conspiring on our behalf. And sometimes we recognize that in the moment. And (laughs) that's kind of been the path.
1: Thing. On that point around here you were, you had found something that worked. You were going and speaking at all these events and you were finding that it was growing your business. And here are all your friends over here and who are spinning their wheels, trying all these other things, right? Why do you think it is that public speaking... And going out and being in front of people, why do you think that is such a hurdle for people? Why do you think people, so many people spin their wheels with all these other things rather than get in front of people?
0: Well, Jerry Seinfeld says that if you're at a funeral, most people would rather be in the casket <laughs> than actually giving the eulogy. That's right. <laughs> because let's face it, public speaking is one of the biggest fears. I know that there's people out there that literally would rather die than get on stage and talk in front of people. But there's a lot of other people, like myself, like maybe the two of you, that actually love speaking, whether that's on camera, like what we're doing right now on a podcast, a webinar, a zoom meeting on stage live. There's all kinds of speaking, radio, TV, small groups, big groups, all of it. So really sort of opening up like what public speaking actually is. A lot of times people think it's speaking to arenas full of thousands of people my husband and I have built a multiple seven figure empire, really mostly on small speaking gigs in our own backyard or virtually like this, like what we're doing right now. So really any kind of leader expertise, anytime you need to rally a group of people together, speaking is an awesome way to do it because essentially it condenses the sales cycle and it condenses the whole process of follow-up. What's traditional marketing? You have to follow up seven times. Well, yeah, if you do it the traditional way, but let's think outside the box when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to leadership. So speaking and positioning yourself as the expert is one of the fastest ways to get the attention that you need. So I'm curious. So
2: it's funny that the way that you're positioning all of this, because Annie is the person that you described. She likes being on stage. She likes being in front of the camera. She loves all of that. I am the person who does not like any of that. And I would rather be in the casket. <laughs> so and it's funny that we're talking about this though today. It's actually great timing. We have a coaching program of our own as well. And public speaking comes up over and over and over again. And it's so interesting for me because when we first started in the space, Annie will remember the days when I'm like, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it. You go do it. (laughs) And it was always you do it, Annie. And I never knew how many people were afraid of public speaking. And now I am where I am. I'm a lot more comfortable than I was before, but now I'm coaching other people where they are, where I was and sometimes still am. But what do you say to those people? What are some like top three tips? So we can tell them all day. Cause I do, you got to get out of your comfort zone because that's where the success is, right? And you've got to do this. If you want to creep along, don't do the public speaking. You want to mm-hmm. go far fast and quick, do the public speaking. So they know mm-hmm. what they need to do, but it's that fear. So how do people, cause I want to direct them to this podcast. I want to say, you got to hear what Shannon has to say. What do you say to that? The
0: first thing is to get out of your head that you need to be perfect. Okay. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be polished. All you need to do is just be yourself. So you don't have to be perfect to be powerful is number one. And actually, the more you mess up... (laughs) the more you stumble or forget your words, the more lovable you are, okay? I know colleagues and even mentors where if they're like so polished, their conversion rate tanks where like some of the best in the world will like specifically put into their talk moments when they stumble so that they look human, they look real. So stop trying to be perfect, all right? Just be authentic. And then the second tip I would say is To start with like a small group. Have a group over, have some friends and family over in your living room, right? They know you, they love you. Who cares if you mess it up? It doesn't have to be this like memorized thing. Okay. Some of our biggest events, it's we'll have maybe like a few bullet points or an outline in our hand no big deal. You don't have to memorize anything. Nobody knows the script that's in your head. So you don't have to be perfect to be powerful and start small, start small. And then the third tip is start with a topic that you know really well. What do you find yourself talking about with your friends over a glass of wine or maybe you're exercising or whatever? You're talking about this all the time and you're super passionate about it. Chances are there's an expertise in there that you could actually monetize whether that's, we just bought a house about six months ago. So I'm scouring all over these YouTube videos about like decorating on a budget and DIY. And there's like all these YouTube stars that are teaching you like what to buy at home goods. Okay. Like that might be your expertise. Maybe your expertise is how to cook healthy for your kids as a mom or budgeting or productivity or how not to lose your shit (laughs) when you're a mom and you're running all of this. Like you actually have a lot of expertise that could be super valuable to other people. So what are the things that you find yourself talking about all the time that it's a topic that you know really well? Start there.
1: We'll get back to our conversation with Shannon in just a minute.
3: Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com/invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com/invest.
1: And now, back to our chat. With Shannon Granger. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I love that because naturally, when you talk about something that you're familiar with or something that you're excited about, you are no longer fearful and it just comes out naturally because you're in your comfort zone. So start practicing that way. I'm curious have you ever recommended anyone to do any like acting or like impromptu classes? Because there was a time when I had considered that (laughs) and I never actually went through with it. But I don't know. Is that something that you recommend too?
0: Improv is great. Some of the best yeah. speakers in the world, like they have an improv background, yes. and especially if you're a little more nervous or a little more analytical or in your head. Improv can just really be a great exercise and it's fun. One of the Mm -hmm. practices that you do when you're doing improv is the yes and exercise. So whatever is happening, yes and. You don't make your partner wrong. You just like flow with it. So it's a really Mm -hmm. good practice for speaking. So Uh then if you do mess up, yes and. What's next? And you flow with it and then some magic comes out of it. So improv is really great. Toastmasters is also really great as well. The thing Mm -hmm. with Toastmasters, you're going to learn like different types of speaking and different types of speeches and they time you and you can have, I mean, there's like international Toastmaster contests and winners. I mean, you can go like, can go really big with it or you can just join a local chapter. The thing with Toastmasters though, is like, sometimes they will actually count the ums and the ahs that you do which means like, mm-hmm. I would actually tank at Toastmasters. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done a thousand ums and ahs. Sorry if you're in Toastmasters. <laughs> yeah. it's, while it's yeah. really great training, it's really great speaker training. But my point is that you don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be polished. What actually matters more is your authentic self. So if you cuss, like with your friends, go ahead and cuss on stage. If you say um and ah, it's okay. The biggest thing is that you're just being your authentic self and that's getting communicated. That energy is getting translated and that's what people respond to. Yeah, I
1: love it. Annie, you did improv, didn't you? I did. I loved it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I did Toastmasters too, although I felt it was a little unnatural with the ums and the ahs Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's just, anyway... But I wanted to go back to what you were saying about you don't need to be perfect to be powerful. I think that's Mm -hmm. such an important message for people to hear. It reminds me of somebody told me this story about there's a tribe. I don't know which tribe, but they weave these baskets and they believe that in order to let soul and the universe come through there has to be a little bit of imperfection so they purposely build in a little bit of imperfection even though they could weave it perfectly but they purposely make it imperfect to allow that soul to come through. And I think what you're saying is such an important thing for people to hear because it's something that holds so many people back that need for perfection. And I hear a lot of people when they finally go through with it, they get on stage, they come off the stage. Now, here's the question I have for you. Then logically, they know, okay, it didn't have to be perfect. I survived. I did great. But then they get stuck and they say, oh, but I didn't say this. Oh, I forgot this part. Or, oh, man, I wish I had done this differently. And then they get caught in that loop, which keeps them then from the next time, right? Mm -hmm. So how
0: do you counsel people through that? Well, one of the biggest tips that we give speakers and communicators and leaders is connection matters more than anything else. Connection matters more than anything else. And your audience doesn't know if you forgot a point. They don't know the script in your head. They don't know what you wanted to say and you forgot. And to trust that there's something divinely happening when you're communicating your message with an audience, there's like this feedback loop and you trust that you said exactly what you needed to say for that particular audience. And every single speaking gig that we have, even though we have a signature talk and it's relatively the same type of content and things, is never exactly the same because the people are different. The audience is different. People are in a different spot. Sometimes stories come out of me and I'm like, wow, I haven't, the Girl Scout story. I wasn't planning on telling that. So I know that someone here listening, whether you were a Girl Scout, maybe you were a top cookie seller, I don't know. There's some reason why that story came out of me today. And I just trust the process So really trust that there's something divinely unfolding every time you speak your message. Yeah, I love that. I have a question.
2: So, in the world of what Annie and I do, we work in a world that's mainly male dominated. And so we have a unique opportunity, but also we have a certain set of challenges when it comes to being effective leaders and really getting folks in the space to align with our vision. It's not a challenge for us, actually. That's something that I think we're pretty good at. But when you are advising folks that may be having a challenge, and occasionally we do. It's not to say that we're perfect, but how do you encourage women to be more effective leaders in a space that's particularly male-dominated where it's hard to maybe, for some women maybe who might be listening, how do they gain that effectiveness and that stickiness amongst their peers or amongst the people that they may be leading? What are some tips around that?
0: Yep. So we work with specifically women speakers and women leaders who a lot of them are in male dominated industries. And so the first thing is to realize and to acknowledge you actually have a huge opportunity being a woman. Okay. So instead of it being a liability, like, Oh, I'm a woman and I don't have the power. No, reframe that and use it as an asset you being a feminine leader and a woman leader is your best asset that you've got because we communicate differently. We do business differently. We do deals differently. We just naturally think more holistically and more collaborative. There's a reason they call it the queen bee, right? She's the queen. She's in charge and she has all these networks and collaboration. What better resource to bring to real estate than that? Okay. Yeah. You got to know your numbers and you got to have that analytical linear as well but let's face it, real estate is a people game. It's a connection game. So the fact that you're a woman in a quote unquote man's world, use that to your advantage. And I think mostly it's to just decide and choose for yourself to realize this is an asset, not a liability. And me being a woman is like one of the best things possible. So that mindset shift and that reframe really helps you own your power and walk into the room differently.
2: Yeah, it's always that story that you're telling yourself, right? That makes the whole situation suddenly different, which is something that I learned at all the Tony Robbins events that we've been to. But yeah, not that we don't work for Tony or anything like
0: that. somebody listening might be like, do these girls get paid? I know, right? Are they getting permission? Uh, Like they want us to go to UPW and walk on fire. That's my takeaway from this podcast. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's such
2: great advice because I think a lot of the women that we coach, I think they do see it as a disadvantage. And I still remember when our coach had told us to this very same advice and it was like, oh, he's right. And we have, we have leveraged that and have used that. I feel like, to our advantage, especially as a differentiator in terms of what sets us apart from competitors and whatnot. And it's really leveraging the the skill sets and the softness, I think, that we bring to the space that has helped us get where we are. So all the women out there, if you're thinking about getting into this space or trying to figure out how do you become more effective, really realize that there's some benefit in changing the story that you may be telling yourself about being a woman in the space. All right. One other thing I was curious about that you had mentioned before is around presentation mastery. Now we talk a little bit about how to present and how to kind of get over it if you have some fears, but let's say you are a regular speaker. You get on stage, you speak at events, maybe like Annie here. She's doing a keynote later this year. She's spoken on many different panels and done a ton of speaking. What might be some advice for some people who are a little bit more experienced with speaking? How do you master the presentation. Give us a little sneak peek almost into your system
0: and your strategies that you teach. Yep. So the first is to realize that all performance is state dependent. Okay. All performance is state dependent, not like the state of Missouri or Montana. (laughs) I'm talking your emotional state. And this tip actually can be used for expert speakers that speak all around the world and have been doing this for years and keynotes and get paid big bucks. It can also be used for those of you that do have a fear of public speaking like, I want to start getting myself out there and get out of my shell is all performance is state dependent. So start looking at yourself like an Olympic athlete would. Do you think that they would, you know, I don't know, they're a world-class figure skater and they're just going to, okay, they're announced on the stage and boom, there they go. There's a lot that they do behind the scenes. They're stretching, they're listening to their song, they're getting into state. They've got a pre-event ritual that they do every single time. Okay, so create a pre-event ritual for yourself. This tip can also be used going into meetings. Maybe you're going into investor meetings. Maybe you're going to be presenting an idea to other leaders or other collaborators, or maybe you're trying to get investment partners or this kind of thing. Okay, so all performance is state dependent and have a pre-event ritual specifically with a song like use the same song every time. For me, it's Rocky, I am the Tiger. <laughs> every time I hear that song, it does not matter how down I am or like, oh, I've had a long day, low energy. No, Eye of the Tiger comes on and I'm like ready to rock. OK, so you got to find that song that gets you into state no matter what. And then use that every every single time you need to take the stage, take the stage of business or your career or even your own life. Yeah, I
2: love that. That's another thing that we do too. In addition to the the music or the playlist that you might have has also been doing your pose, right? You're strong. Yes. You're getting into standing in that superwoman pose, right, for yes. like sixty seconds or whatever, right? Like yes. when I was like scared to do podcasts and stuff before. Before the podcast, I'd be standing there in my like superwoman pose, like I got this. And it's so crazy how the way you're holding your body immediately puts you and cements into you this state that you're trying to. Yes to achieve.
0: It's wild. So totally. In fact, Amy Cuddy has an awesome Ted talk. And this is another tip that we give all of our speakers, all of our experts. If you haven't seen her Ted talk, it's fantastic. And she talks about, this is fascinating. Even a blind person, when they cross the finish line, they've never seen anyone raise their arms in victory. Okay, they haven't Mm -hmm. physically seen it. They cross the finish line and they automatically go into the victory pose. So there's something just innately about humans of how we move our body to feel victorious. So at our events that we do this big event called Big Impact Experience, and it's epic and awesome. And we have everybody rocking their (laughs) pose and what's your speaker pose? What's your leader pose? So yeah, your physiology really makes a big difference in walking into the room like you own it, right?
2: Hmm. Yeah, so fun. we got to go check out one of their events one of these days. Are you guys doing events right now with everything going yeah, on? Yeah, we're
3: putting one
0: on the books. We've been doing everything virtual for the last two years with this new normal. We're all like, when's right. it going to be over? I don't know <laughs> ever going to be over at this point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're getting an event on the calendar for November 2022. Okay. We're in conversation with the hotel right now. And what's the trend now in our industry is doing hybrid events. So we'll do it live as well as allow people to tune in virtually. So A, if the numbers still are up, then people can stay home and be safe. And then if they do feel more comfortable tuning in virtually, we have that option. And then there's still a lot of people who are like, I'm great, I'm fine, and I want the real in-person experience. So, yep, yep, that's what we do in November in Austin.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, at the end of the show, Annie will probably ask you to share some more details about all of that. Well, Shannon, I could go on and on with all of the questions. So much good information here. We're going to move into the last part of our show, the Life and Money Show Spotlight Round, where we're going to ask you a couple of questions around life and money. So the first question is, what is one thing that you're doing right now? to
0: live a meaningful and intentional life by design. I love that. Yeah, when we were talking before the show, you were talking about the the power of thinking outside the box and thinking creatively. So I think just coming from that perspective, number one, first and foremost, but what I do on a daily basis is my doggies. We've got two amazing fur babies. We have huskies and they're like our children. We don't have kids yet. So our doggies are our babies. So we get out on hikes and outside with them as often as we can connecting with God, connecting with nature, connecting with them, our husky mojo. She just, Oh my God. She's like joy on wheels. Like she comes running around the corner and she's got this big tongue flying out of her mouth with this huge smile on her face. and. I mean, like literally she just brings joy to everybody on the trail. It's hilarious. So yeah, it's great.
2: (laughs) So cute. So cute. You know, it's funny because you just use the word connection multiple times over the question around living a meaningful and intentional life by design. And you talked about how business is a connection game. And it's so interesting because Annie and I talk about this a lot that how you are able to, or the level at which you are able to build a connection with your audience is the magic that's where the magic happens like you can put all the copy you want on your website have the prettiest website you can have the funnels the systems and all the stuff But if you're not able to connect, and that's like the little missing element, I feel like to the difference between people who are successful and people who are not is their ability to connect. And it sounds like you do a lot of that in many different ways and shapes and forms and all of that. That's how you're able to do everything that you're doing. So I love that.
0: Definitely, I believe magic happens when we're together Mm -hmm. with people. That's where the connection and the magic and the transformation and everything. So while we live in this digital world and it gives us access yeah. to really the whole world, right? It's a global economy. And I mean, it's one of the best times in history to be alive, number one. Number two, to be a woman. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is like the best time in history to be a woman. It's fantastic. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yes, important it to not lose that human touch, that connection. Yeah with other people. So as you're getting your message dialed in, don't lose your heart. Don't lose your vulnerability. Like you got to have that human, that human touch and that human connection. Yeah. And it goes back to
2: what we were saying around the authenticity piece, right? Mm -hmm. And just being who you are. And it's so funny as I've gone through my own share of fears, I always come back to that same thing is all you need to be is just be you. And Mm -hmm. when you're just being you, you're comfortable. Everyone else around you is comfortable and it's not as big and scary as you once thought it was. So love all of that. All right. Second question is, what is one life for money hack that you can share that'll make an impact in others' lives right now?
0: Well, a big money hack the last several years, for those of you that have a business, this is a money hack for business is we used to have mostly part-time contractors in our business, mostly US-based. We certainly went overseas a little bit, but now we actually have a full-time team overseas, a full-time team in the Philippines. I've reduced our payroll by 70%. Yes. It's amazing. So I'm helping a few of my colleagues and other business owner friends the same thing. One of my clients, Jim and Cindy Padilla, they teach people sales. I save them $131,000 a year with what I call my team breakthrough. So really just creating those operational efficiencies within your business, getting good quality talent at a reduced price. So you're not paying an exorbitant amount to get the support that you need, but then to create those systems and structures. So your business doesn't own you, right? This is all about creating freedom in your life and freedom in your business. So it's been a huge transformation for me over the last couple years. I'm kind of just really excited about it.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, it's such a good tip because right now it's crazy. Everywhere I go, we've been on the road for the last eight months and like everywhere I go, it's like, we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. And yep. it's so hard for businesses right now because nobody wants to work. And so looking at your business model or looking at how you're doing things to ask yourself, are we really doing this in the most efficient way possible? And if not, how can we maybe do something like what you're doing to try to cut costs? It really depends. Some businesses are dependent, especially service businesses and things like that. But there's probably an area of your business that you might be able to automate or you might be able to outsource that will help free up your time to maybe find the talent that you even need in the first place. So that's such a great tip. All right. Well, last question is around life and money in the
0: world. So what is one thing that you're doing
2: right now to make the world a better place?
0: Well, by focusing, we specifically made the choice, I guess, several years ago now, when we first launched our company, Big Impact HQ, we worked with both men and women. And I love men. Men are fantastic. Women are great too. Like awesome humans allowed, right? All awesome humans are fantastic. So we worked with both men and women. And what we found actually is that the women were the ones getting the rock and success with our program. And they were the ones running with it. I remember at our, at our events, we do what's called a rockstar panel and we feature the top five students and their success and they share their story and everything. And there were two events in a row that it was all women. It was an all women's panel. And we're like, we try to be mindful of demographics and everything. So everyone is being seen and equality and right. All of that. And I'm like, well, but it's business and these women deserve their time in the spotlight. I'm not going to give it to a man just because he's a man. <laughs> like They're outshining him. Right. So I think it was at that point that we really consciously chose to just go all in with women experts and women leaders. And it's a bigger mission than just like, who's your ideal client for my husband and I, we believe that women leaders empowered women owning their finances in particular, right? Getting financially free, the more women that are empowered financially, the more this world is going to change. So that's what this game is for my husband and I. And that's what Big Impact HQ is a stand for is the empowerment of women and helping women to own their voice, own their power, own their money, own their leadership. Because if there was more women at the decision-making tables, we feel like this world would be in better shape. Honestly, I don't think we'd be in this mess that we're in with this worldwide pandemic. And there may have been some things, but I don't think it would have been this catastrophe that it's been because women think differently. So that's the game that we're playing to kind of make our dent in the universe, if you will, is by backing women. And now we're actually investing in women-owned businesses and kind of taking it even to the next level. Well, I know I speak
1: for both Julie and I when we say we could not agree with you more. That's our entire mission and vision as well, empowering more women and families to get into real estate. And so I'm like, I'm fired up. I'm ready. Sign me up. Tell us, Shannon, for any listeners who do want to follow up and they're like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. I want to learn more, maybe attend the event. Tell them a little bit more about where they can go to learn more about all that you're up to.
0: Love it. So of course you can just go to our regular website, big impact HQ. What I'm going to actually give you is in order to be authentic as a speaker, as a communicator, we all have our own strengths. Okay. We call this your speaker DNA or your speaker blueprint. And so you want to know what is your strength? So there's like Martin Luther King jr. Is sort of an orator or a Maya Angelo. It's a very different style than maybe Ellen De generous as a comedian, right? So what is your style as a communicator, as a speaker? So go to speakerblueprints.com. Speakerblueprints.com. You can take the Speaker DNA Blueprint Quiz for free find out what your speaker DNA is and what your authentic style is. And that's sort of the first step into the world of Big Impact HQ. Once you take the quiz, then you'll learn more about our events coming up and all kinds of
1: good stuff. How fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go right after this and take the quiz myself. SpeakerBlueprints.com and Big Impact HQ. For all of our listeners, we'll have those links for you in the show notes. Shannon Granger, co-founder with her husband, Mark, of Big Impact HQ. Shannon, thank you so much for being here with us and our listeners today.
0: Awesome, ladies. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. You've been listening to The
2: Life & Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and
1: intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life & Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.